Hey, this is Colorworks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. My guest this week is Ken Ragsdale. We sat down in the Sanctuary's basement studio and had a conversation about memory and the accuracy of memory and how that accuracy informs who we are. So listen up. Ragsdale, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Justin? It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming back again um, to give this another shot. So I wanted to uh, have you on because uh, you just had the show up at Lake George at the Courthouse Gallery, which was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Was... And uh, you have some work showing in rear view, uh, Life Examined at the Pine Hills branch of the Albany Public Library, um, which is a group show, right? That is a group show, yes. And an installation that I did sort of specifically for that site yeah. in conjunction with the show. Right. Yeah. I saw it in photos. I haven't seen it in person yet, but I, I've seen installations of yours before. Um, and they're, again, they're beautiful. And for the people who, who don't know your work, and are listening, you're an artist who, you work in photography, drawing, installation, slash sculpture. Your your photographs are, are based on paper sculptures that you make. Um, do you want to expand on any of that, or am I right, or no, am I missing something? No, you're, you did it pretty well. You want to be my publicist from <laughs> now on? That's a, I'll give it. Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's a, a really good shot. Uh, just very specifically and briefly, um, most of my work ends up as a photograph. Mm-hmm. But it starts out as a memory of a place or a thing or you know some moment in my life, uh, which could be conflated with another one. You know, they, And from those memories, I make sketches. And from the sketches, I draw, hand draw out these very sort of mechanical schematics, which are then cut out by hand and folded into three-dimensional objects which is all this white paper Mm -hmm. and then all of that is reassembled in a large diorama ish sort of situation and then i light all of this white paper with colored lights Mm -hmm. and as i'm doing this it all happens through the lens of the camera so when you're in the studio it doesn't really look anything like what it's going to end up as as a photo and the whole idea of it is that what I'm trying to do is manufacture a photograph of my memory. Mm-hmm. And so what appears in the photo is not only all of that materially, but the process as well. So when you look at the photograph, if you spend enough time with it, you understand how my mind works and the processes that it goes through and, and that, yeah, it's uh, complex. Yeah. I, I definitely the understanding the mind was uh, like thinking about your thought process as as I looked through the sh- the show that was at the the courthouse gallery. Um, really, it, that that does feel true because in some ways these 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 setups have like almost like a a, a cinematic feel to them. Like mm. we're we're jumping in to a moment that's like I guess what some people would call like a pregnant moment. Mm. Like it, it's before, it's not before the action, it's not after, you know, it's kind of like 
it's not the it's like a weird moment that is really open to interpretation that's that's the plan yes yes yeah and i i wanted to i'm glad we're talking about memory first because i i wanted to just if you could talk about a little bit like what it what is it exactly about kind of mining your memories um for images that kind of drives you to make these i think it's a good question, which I think about all the time I'm making them. Mm-hmm. And I think what I want to do is to present something that looks as if it could be factual, but its only basis is through the filter of my memory. So that what I end up getting is something that is emotionally and sort of psychologically sort of meaningful but there's no specifics there. There's no facts to base it on. Because when somebody else comes to look at your work, they bring their own experiences to that work mm-hmm. and their relationship that anybody, a viewer has with anybody else's work. That's the conversation. And if you give them too much, then they it's more, more difficult for them to actually have a response to that work. Mm-hmm. And so the goal with the photographs is to provide just enough setting for that conversation to take place, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and just to you know, so and you were right. I you really should be my publicist because that was very good. Um, <laughs> but it's it. that it's the moment that the where something may have just happened, and something may be about to happen, mm-hmm. but we don't know what that is, yeah. and it actually doesn't really matter what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With again, like uh, just thinking about the the viewer coming and them bringing all of their own thoughts, feelings, backgrounds, whatever. Um, Is part of that, now your your images do have color, but it's very obvious to the viewer also that everything's made out of white paper. Mm -hmm. Is that part of it too? Yes, absolutely. Open-ended? Yeah. And again, to sort of see the process of how it got there. Mm -hmm. That, um, and I like, when I first started doing this, and still whenever it's possible, all the objects are made out of a single piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And they're not taped or glued or anything. They're just folded and then they stay in their positions via little tabs and little slots. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the mechanics of that. But even more importantly, it allows that object to be undone mm-hmm. and become flat again. Yeah. And that everything that you see in the photograph is very it's transitional even in its mechanics it's transitional you know it can it can be flattened out it can be reestablished. Mm-hmm. it can move around and it's um and it reflects how your memory works mm-hmm. you know it's like everybody's memories are so flexible <laughs> and right, selective right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and so wrong and so wrong so often but see that's the that's the real point right there is that they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Your memory is always right. Mm. See, so that's, yeah, yeah. see, that's where the truth is, is <laughs> that the truth comes out in whatever is left. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. the stuff that got pitched is like nobody cares and nobody, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, just sticking on it for, for one more point, because I want to I wanna move on a little bit and, and talk about some of the mechanics, because... I think that's interesting. Um, 
of how you make the images. But um, just sticking on on the memory, what a lot of these memories are from the the pictures that you're creating. To me, um, feel like memories that are from long ago. Is that that's is true? That right? Yes, a long time ago. Uh huh. Why is that? I I can't think of a more elegant way to ask that. To say that, why is that? And I think that it's because oftentimes the physical sort of actors in those those images no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Or even if they do, they're in such a different sort of physical state now that it wouldn't matter how I remembered them because they've changed. And that's where I don't want to have the possibility of going back and proving a different reality than the I one see. that I remember. Okay. So it's far enough back where you you feel like you have an authority over it Correct. in some way. Yeah. And there's another thing too, and that is like, you know, I'm certainly, I'm no scientist and, and a super amateur researcher. But from what I found out talking to really smart people is that the way that your memory works is that it's based on survival. As always, thanks for listening. And if you get a chance, go check out Collarworks Gallery at 621 River Street in Troy, New York. And if you didn't know, the theme music by the fans.